Yeah, learning about love at night. Yeah. It's in the Bible. In John 3. You see, we may have learned about love at night, but it may have not been the right love. May it not have been at the right time, at the right place. It, it may have been wrong the way we learned about love at night. But I'll tell you, learning about love at night is in the Bible. We're going to talk about God's love today. Generally, there's four types of love that are talked about in the Bible. There are more, but these are the main ones. Philia, friendship. Philadelphia, city of brotherly love. Eros, sensual or romantic love. Storge, love for family. And agape, this perfect, unconditional love that God has. That's what we're going to talk about today. Because if you can get God's love inside of you, if you can really put your fingers in it, because most of the time that we've learned about love, it hasn't been the right way. It hasn't had the right motivation. We haven't looked at it right, and it hasn't looked at us right. But here it is. John 3, verse 1. If you have your Bibles, follow along. If not, this is a very brief of John 3, 1. Now, there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He was a Pharisee. That means to be separate. They knew the Old Testament. They memorized it. Not only did they know the law, the first four books of the Bible, but they made over 600 additional laws that you had to follow if you were of the Pharisees, the way that they taught. And here was this guy, Nicodemus. He was a Pharisee. But not only was he a Pharisee, he was part of the Sanhedrin, the Jewish ruling council. Depending upon where you study, it's 70 or 71 people. They were the supreme court of the Jewish people. So here's Nicodemus. A Pharisee, part of the Jewish ruling council, the Sanhedrin. And here's what verse 2 says. He came to Jesus at night. Learning about love at night. And he came to the person who created love. The person who made love. He came to him at night. He was a Pharisee. Remember the Sanhedrin? He came at night, and when you look at the word night, the Greek is it could be midnight, it could be any time of the night. 
there is a sinister note attached to a couple of the meanings about being at night. But there was nothing sinister about what Nicodemus was doing with Jesus. Nothing. He came to him, as you'll find out later, that the Pharisees and the Sanhedrin, they didn't like Jesus. The man of love, they didn't like. And here's what he said. He said, Rabbi, we know that you're a teacher who has come from God. For no one could perform the signs that you are doing if God were not with him. Everybody saw what Jesus was doing. The miracles, the signs, the wonders, the healings, the changes. The way that Jesus approached people and came to them. And Jesus replied. He said, very Truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they're born again. Gino was talking about this, teaching about this this morning. You've got to die and be born again before you can bear fruit. You've got to die to your old way of thinking, your old way of doing, your old way of learning. And it was undeniable what Jesus was doing. He says, you got to be born again. And as Jesus and Nicodemus got into this discussion, well, how can you be born again? How can you go back into your mother's womb? So how can you do this? And Jesus is saying, look, you don't understand. You don't understand. You don't understand. And he says this, Jesus says this, flesh gives birth to flesh, but spirit gives birth to spirit. You see, until we can die in our flesh, as was taught about this morning, no collaboration between teachers, just the Holy Spirit. And unless we die to what we are, only then do we live. And there's only one way to get there, and that's to understand God's love in your life. To understand what God has done for you in your life. There's only one mission And that is to love the Lord, to seek him, to let him live in you so that you can teach others about him. And as Jesus and Nicodemus are talking at night, some versions of the Bible say that Jesus said this. Some versions of the Bible say that John wrote this. But in the narrative of John 3, it doesn't stop. And so as he's saying his flesh gives birth to flesh, but spirit gives birth to spirit. Jesus breathes one of the most common, well-known scriptures of the whole world. He said this, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn it. He, he didn't send his son to condemn it. You see, Nicodemus, at night with Jesus, knew about condemnation because in the pharisaical world, if you didn't follow all the laws, you were at fault. You were condemned. If you didn't follow all the practices, you were at fault. If you didn't follow every single rule, every single day, just like it's supposed to be, you're at fault. You're condemned. For God didn't send his son to the world to condemn it, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him 
is not condemned. That's what he told Nicodemus. And, and he was saying that to Nicodemus, but he's saying that to us. I want you more than anything today to just know that God loves you. Amen. God loves you. He, he didn't come to condemn you. He, he didn't come to find you guilty. He, he didn't come to find that everything that you do and every show that you watch and every uh, piece of music that you listen to and everything you look on the Internet, he, he didn't come to condemn you for that. He came to change you so that your appetites would become different and so that your motivations would become different, so that you feel different. And, and for those people that were not raised in a home of love, he wants you to know that he loves you. Because of the Lord's great love and lamentations, we are not consumed. We're not burnt up in a fire. For his compassions never fail. Look, you can be tired because you turned the clock ahead an hour. His love never fails, never gives up, never runs out on me. They are new every morning. Just as we get renewed every morning, God's love is right there. He's not there to burn us up or consume us. He doesn't want us to feel like we are not worthy because we are. He gave his son for us. They're new every morning. You know, there's going to be times when you need God's love just to get through the very next second. And, and if you're in a position where you don't understand God's love, really understand what he did for you. He, he loves you more than anyone, more than any brother or sister, more than any family member, more than any spouse. He loves you more than anybody at work and, and in an organization. He loves you more than anybody at church. He loves you more than the pastor. There are times when you need his love to get through just the second that someone has something to say to you. He didn't make it. It's terminal. I'm leaving. You don't have any money. See, without it, you could just give up. Look at our nation today. People are giving up at a rate never before. They're stopping. They're leaving this world more than ever. They need God's love. Psalm 103 says this, The Lord is compassionate and gracious. You've been with people that are compassionate. My parents were compassionate. The Lord is compassionate and gracious slow to anger, abounding in love. Don't think because you didn't do it right that God's waiting. He's got like a, a sheet, and he's going to check out, yeah, I knew 
I knew Chad was going to do that. I knew Louis was going to do that. He always thinks that way. He always acts that way. Man, he's slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always a curse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. God is not mad at you. Wipe that off your slate. God is not mad at you. Take that away. God is not mad at you. God loves you. It says he doesn't treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. God loves you. He wants you to wipe all that away. He wants you to get so close with him that all you can think about is his love. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him, who love him, who respect him, who honor him. As far as the east is from the west is how far he's removed our transgressions. Knowing God's love is not a license to just do whatever you want. But when someone really loves you, you want to love them. When someone really loves you, you want to be in a relationship with them where it's so close. Many of you have lost loved ones that were that close. Scriptures talk about the two becoming one flesh. You know, that's about marriage. But it's not just about marriage. It's about two people becoming one. This is what the Lord wants with us, to die to ourself and to be born through him. It says, I will forget their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. You see, God is not waiting to remember your sins. He's not waiting to judge you. He's not waiting to pick on you. He's not waiting to find out what you're going to do next. He knows. See, that's why he sent his son. Today, you need to know God loves you. It's the simple, plain message of the gospel. If you can just grasp that in your life, your life will be radically changed. If you just understand how much God loves you, and God always loves you, A few scriptures talk about some characteristics of God's love. It, it says it's patient. Are you patient with others? God is patient with us. It's patient and kind. Love doesn't envy or boast. It's not proud. God's love does not dishonor. God's love is not self-seeking. God's love and our love should not easily be angered. 
God's love does not keep record of wrongs, but it rejoices in the right. God's love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. This is the most simple message of love that God has for you today. To take with you today. Bible says in John 4, 16, 1 John, God is love. These places that I've used the word love, it's, it's agape love. It's unconditional love. You see, before we can love others, we need to appropriate God's love for us. Yeah. You, you can't hate yourself yeah. and understand how much God loves you. He, he just loves you. He, he just loves you. He just loves you more and more and more. He, he loves you so much that he sent his son. We left Nicodemus with Jesus at night. He said he came to Jesus at night. And Jesus spoke with him about his love. Did it change Nicodemus? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus talks about when you go to spread the gospel... If they don't listen, knock the dust off your feet. Jesus didn't knock any dust off his feet here with Nicodemus. A Pharisee, a member of the Sanhedrin, Supreme Court, one of the rulers, he came to Jesus at night. And after this encounter that Nicodemus had with Jesus, they went their ways. but God stayed with him. Jesus went through the accusations and the trial. He was found guilty. Still loving us. He carried his cross up a hill, the skull, and there he hung. He was crucified dead and buried. And where's Nicodemus? Listen to this. In John 19, just three small verses. You see, Jesus and Nicodemus didn't interact any further until now. But later, Joseph of Arimathea who, by the way, was a Pharisee and on the Sanhedrin. He knew Nicodemus. Later, Joseph of Arimathea asked Pilate for the body of Jesus. Now, Joseph was the disciple of Jesus, but secretly because he feared the Jewish leaders. With Pilate's permission, he came and took the body away. And he was accompanied by Nicodemus the man who had earlier visited Jesus at night. Taking Jesus' body, 
the two of them wrapped it with spices and strips of linen. You see, Nicodemus's life was changed once he understood God's love for him. He turned his life around. He made his focus Jesus' love. I want you to have your focus today just to know that Jesus loves you. That he cares about you. That his love is so great that he'll come to you at night or day or anywhere. You see, we may have found out about love the wrong way at night. We may have found that those that said they loved us, they weren't there for us. Those that said they loved us turned their back on us. Those that said they loved us lied to us. Betrayed us. Today's only focus was for you to know how much God loved you. And what we're going to do in just a moment is we're going to we're going to pray. And, and I want to invite anyone here who doesn't know the Lord to get that relationship. But even more than that, those of you that know the Lord and you want to understand God's love even more, I want to share it with you. I want to pray with you. Those that we have here will pray with you to help seed into your life the real love of God. Let's pray. Dear Father, we thank you today that you took the time to speak to Nicodemus at night, just one-on-one, Father, that you would spend your time and share your life with him and show all of us your love. Father, we thank you for that in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hello, this is Pastor Louis. I hope you've enjoyed the message today, and I hope that it has encouraged you. If you need any further information about the message or our ministries, please contact us at the numbers on the screen. Our live worship is 1030 each Sunday morning, and we can also be seen on YouTube and Facebook at thelivingcornerstone.org. Be blessed.